to Good Luck High Five, episode 365. That's right. You are listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. And we now have exactly enough episodes that you could listen <laughs> to one every single day for a year. I want somebody out there to do the Good Luck High Five challenge. Yes. Where you listen to one every single day of the year and then you report back on how you have gone even yeah. more bananas after listening to our voices in your brain every single day for a year. How was your year after that happened? Was it decidedly <laughs> less coherent? Hey, if you do it and let us know, uh, we'll you could come on the show. <laughs> yes, you know what? Actually, I would. I think that would be great. I will stamp that. <laughs> great, great. So you know, you've got to document it and prove it. But yes. if you do, <laughs> come, you on, the come show. on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, today's show is going to be pretty cool. Uh, we're going to talk about Theros Beyond Death because we both headed out to a pre-release last weekend and yeah. got some sweet packs. Look at all of our pretty shiny packs. Yes. Um, we had a great time. Actually, I'm only speaking for myself. I, I had, had a great a terrible time. time. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you had a dream trawler. Get out of yeah. here. Yeah. Spoiler alert my deck was pretty busted oh that card it's unbeatable what can i say <laughs> um i also had a very good time though despite not having one yeah. of the most busted rares in the set <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah no, so we'll tell you a do? little bit about that. Plus, we'll have more Theros story time, which in this case just means Greek myth story time. Well, I mean, they're connected to a bunch of the cards, so yeah, we're letting the history behind the cards. Which we're going to talk cool. a little bit more about like what what is the Greek underworld, what are the parts of it, um, and a couple of the myths that relate to the Greek underworld Great. today. Because obviously, this is a very underworld-heavy set. It is. Yeah. Escape, which feels so flavorful. Yeah. I'm um, playing it on Arena. It just feels like... I'm coming back from the underworld. Yeah. Crawling out. Tick, 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 tick. Those, you That's know, like the, the chain, chain sound. sound. <laughs> I was trying. It's a difficult sound wow, to replicate. Wow, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a rim shot for that. Oh, thanks. But you know what? Having these Theros packs for the first time means, Megan. What? We get to play. We also get to play Flavor Yay, Text Theater. Flavor Text Theater. Theater. The, well, it is theater with an R-E, yes. obviously. Theater. Come, come on. Theater. Theater. Very fancy. Um, theater. Yeah, but uh, before we get the show off and running, thank you to everybody who supports the show on patreon.com slash glhfmagic. Head on over there, throw a buck our way, and you're an official member of Good Luck High Five. Yes, we are going to soon. Our highest tier is a playmat. Yes. And we are ordering some <gasps> new playmats that are going to be gorgeous. They're so cool, everybody. And gear up. We have patron pledge drive month coming in February. And <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what we ordered for patron oh, pledge I'm drive so month. Excited. But like, it is very exciting. Yeah, you get a special bonus. I'm oh. super excited. <laughs> um, so if you have not yet become a patron, um, or maybe you took a break from being a patron, consider Coming back in February, yeah. you're going to want this. It is sick. Yeah, and if you want to be highest tier, which is our Desolation Twin level, mm -hmm. which is 40 bucks a month, essentially, uh, yeah, Playmat, which will be really, really cool. Yeah. We'll show those off soon, as soon as we get them. Uh, but thank you to everybody who supports us in any way you can. You make the show happen every week. And if you're happy to hear from us every week, we would be so, so happy to hear from you. Yeah. Thank you also to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. You can say good Good luck have sticker or good luck have token in your order and they will send you a good luck high five sticker or token and they have the fastest shipping out there they really and they're do. just super lovely really wonderful very cool people yeah if you want to represent the magic brand that you are you yeah. can stick a good luck high five sticker like this one that <gasps> i'm holding up here it's so pretty it's so great on your stuff and then people know what kind of player you are which mm -hmm. in my opinion is somebody who is nice who has fun with the game who's yeah. trying to get better and uh, be competitive but also isn't a jerk you know yeah. <laughs> 
You're just generally you're advertising a great time. that to the world. I have such a good story for you about oh, my pre-release experience great, on Saturday. Great, great. Well, let's not keep people in suspense any longer. Yes. Let's get down to it. Theros Beyond Death pre-release. That's right. All right, Maria. So yes. you went to a pre-release on Friday. I did. I went. How my, was it? My first Friday pre-release. Oh yeah. Since the invocation of these, which yeah. is not very old at this point. No, they've not been around for very long. Um, I played at. Uh, I didn't go to where we normally go, which is Lodestone, which is where you went, because yes. there was a huge snowstorm. I know. In our area, so I had to go closer to home, where I wasn't driving on freeways and stuff. And I went to Tower Games, which is another lovely store in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And um, it was weird to be playing at night. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like it was a little bizarre. We have played mostly daytime magic yeah for the d- last daytime pre-releases it yeah. was bizarre but it was so fun i opened up a sick pool i played blue white oh. you would be very proud yeah and i made a very controlling deck mm-hmm. which its only purpose was to draw dream trawler oh. okay let the me read it for so you good. in case you're unfamiliar yet. This is a 3-5 Sphinx. It costs two white, white, blue, blue. It's and, a rare. It just says, I am busted in the text. Yeah, that's box. what it just <laughs> says. I am busted. Uh, flying lifelink. Whenever you draw a card, it gets plus one, plus zero oh until end of turn. Whenever it attacks, draw a card. So it's a double plus one, plus zero oh trigger there every single turn, basically. Discard a card. It gains hexproof until, until end of turn. Tap it. Just, you know, a classic little, pl- like, 5-5 five, five, lifelink flyer yeah boggle and i mean the only way people could do deal with this was to tap it for like a turn but how much removal do you really have in your sealed deck exactly (laughs) or maybe counter it like that's it no countering it is the only way honestly this card is it's i'm gonna go ahead and say it's i think it's 99 percent unbeatable if it hits the table oh my goodness it uh certainly was for me anyway and that wasn't the only busted bomb i had in my pool oh no what else that's not how i roll i also have kiara best the sea god okay this is a mythic rare five blue blue so seven mana so we had to wait a little bit but once Mm -hmm. we cast it we also just won uh create a chapter one it's a saga create an eight eight blue kraken creature with hexproof so like Sure. You know, yeah, very reasonable. both of these buddies. Uh, chapter two, tap all non-land permanents, target opponent controls. They don't <laughs> untap during their controller's next untap step. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Freeze everything down. Uh, chapter three, <laughs> gain control of target permanent and opponent controls untap it. <laughs> just, just on the off chance that you hadn't somehow oh won God. the game after chapters one and two. Yeah. Right. No, this card could just be chapter three and I would still probably play it. Ugh. So like... All I was trying to do was stall out long enough to cast these two cards yeah. and uh, win. That's pretty. It's a pretty solid plan. You know, and ways that I did this. Uh, can you imagine somebody like me, Maria, aggro.com, playing the birth of Miletus? Oh, no. Make some walls. Yeah, you just, this is another saga. Chapter one, you go get another basic planes. Chapter two, you make an 04 wall with Defender. Chapter three, you gain two life. Who cares, yeah. right? No, this card was amazing. Make sure you're awesome. going to get to that seven mana. It stalled. It Ooh, stalled I know up. you have one of my favorite cards. This one? No, as the, oh, which the one? blue saga. The two mana blue saga. Oh, um, which one this card is i don't so have that good. one you don't no I thought you did the one that was um metamized yes whatever oh okay my bad no i didn't have that one i would have played it though for yeah, sure maybe i was thinking of your omen of thassa no i did but i mean speaking of the omens omens are all so great yeah. in this set they do very everything good. that you want to do they yeah, trigger yeah. constellation they scry for you which is a very theros mechanic of course and uh in this case this one draws you a card it just seemed unfair every time i played it honestly yeah. i was like oh i'm just drawing cards scrying i'm totally fine who cares that's how I felt about, I'm going to find the one that I'm thinking of. What's it called? 
Uh, Metamized Prophecy. Yeah, Metamized Prophecy. So this was one of my favorite cards in my deck. Oh, wow. It it also feels so broken. The only reason why it's not is because if you cast it late in the game, it's quite bad. Yeah. Um, But one in a blue. Chapter one, Scry two. Chapter two, Choose a card name. I love that chapter. I know, right? <laughs> it's, choose it feels a card so weird. Name. Like you just take it to, and you're like, you just like say a card name. But spoiler alert: you're gonna cast that card next yes, turn because you are. what it says is chapter three. When you cast a spell with the chosen name for the first time this turn, draw two cards. Yes. And then chapter four: look at the top card of each player's library. It's so good. It's it's a lot of fun. I Ugh. can I tell you a story with this card yes. that happened when we were streaming the other day. Uh, so I cast this and I scried two yeah. and they were both lands. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh, bottom, bottom. And there wasn't for, I don't know why there was nothing in my hand I wanted to play. Yeah. So when it came to name a card, there was nothing that I could name for uh-huh. some reason. Maybe I had all lands. I can't remember. Uh, maybe it was a counter spell and I didn't want to name the counter spell. But either way, chat was like, just name devourer of whatever the blue, black, uncommon. Yeah. Um, because I had three in my deck and I was like, ha ha. Okay. Whatever. I already played one. What are the chances? Guess what I drew? You drew it. <laughs> yes. It was so good. Another time I was playing with this card on arena and I also had nothing that I wanted to name, <laughs> which I guess is one of the downsides potentially. Yeah. But what I did is I named final death, um, which is the black removal spell that exiles a creature for yeah. five mana. I did not have that card. It was, it was not in my possession. It was not in my deck. But I thought it would be kind of funny to see what my opponent would do. And sure enough, they used their enchantment removal on my metamized prophecy to get rid of it instead of my better creatures uh, because they thought I was going to draw two cards and cast final death. So good. I had no such plan. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. Tricky. And what I, what I appreciated the most about it is I definitely kept some two land hands where I had that card. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like, well, I'll play it on two and I'm going to get to scroll. Exactly. Same thing with Omen of the Sea here. Yeah. The the blue. Like um, you're going to get another land. Omen. Yeah. You're just going to get another land. It's fine. Don't great. don't need to worry. Great. Great. Talk about weird overperformers. Nick's born Sea God. I mean, Sea God. Sea Guard. Sea Guard. Two blue blue for two five. I played a copy vanilla. of this. This card was great. Yeah. It blocks. It blocks for a lot ever. of things. I had someone kill that creature just because they couldn't get around right? to exactly. two five. And I was like, Okay. Five toughness is the magic number. Yeah. We talk about that when we play sealed or draft. What is the magic number? Five toughness. Mm-hmm. It blocks nearly everything in the set for long enough until you can get your game plan online, if that is how you want to construct your deck. Same with that little turtle. Yeah. It's an 05 for two mana. Flash defender. Ugh. Um, That'll buy you a lot of time. Look at this Lagana Band Storyteller. It's, yeah. a th- it's just a 3-4, but it puts an enchantment... Back on top of your library. Great. There's from so your many graveyard? of these effects, and I love them all. There's also the 4-4 four, four flyer for six that when it dies, yes. gets an enchantment from your graveyard back to the battlefield. Yeah, that's really good. So good. F- killing that creature feels terrible. Exactly. But you have to because it's a 4-4 four, four flyer. You absolutely have to, and they're going to get something back from it. Yeah. Same with this. It's wonderful. You gain life off of uh, the converted mana cost of what you put back. And think about that plus dreadful apathy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're paying the exile uh, of cost on this. You put this into your graveyard. Look you on a get it back. back whoop, oh. whoop, gain three life. Enchant something again. So I mean, good. The, co- the cool loops you can do with that, I think, are really yeah. awesome. I see you've also got a Heliod's Pilgrim to help yes. you find that dreadful apathy or Our another aura. Card. Yeah, Heliod's Pilgrim, A+. plus. We mm-hmm. thought it would be A+. plus. It absolutely is. It can find you whatever kind of thing you want. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, you also have a Banishing Light. Banishing great. Light. Yep. That was a great card, obviously. Everyone loves a good exile effect. Um, let's see. Anything else that was kind of really, really cool for me? I mean, I think those are my highlights. Yeah. I, I love Witness of Tomorrow's. Yeah. I played two of those. The Flying Sphinx 3-4. Play three and a blue to scry one. Mm-hmm. Um, just a really solid creature. I played two, and I think across four rounds, I cast it once. <laughs> Oh, no. I did not draw it very, very much. I got to say, I didn't really ever scry with it, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but... Um, I mean, if you had other stuff to do with your mana, then you had do. other stuff to do. Yeah. Um, what did you build? You also built blue-white? No, I built blue-red. Oh, blue-red. Um, I think that, honestly, the the truth is that I think that blue-white probably would have been a better deck. Okay. Um, I will say that because I did have three copies of Dreadful Apathy. But my promo card was Storm Herald, which oh, is yeah. the 3-2 with haste for three. That when it comes back, you bring all uh, any number of auras from your graveyard back to the battlefield attached to creatures you control. And then you sacrifice had, them, right? And then you sacrifice them at the end step. Yeah. Um, or you exile them at the exile. end step. So I had that and I had three copies of Iroas's Blessing. Which is the four mana enchantment that gives plus <laughs> yeah. one plus one. And when it comes into play, yeah. it deals four to oh something. Oh my God, yes. Which is so good. That's That enchantment's just banana time. That, that, so I had three copies and that, you know, it's busted. Did you um, do it? Did you ever do it? Yes. There were certainly times <laughs> when I brought back those with Storm Herald and it was just so good. That is sick. Um, and so I was kind of like, I did that in red. I considered doing like playing red and white, but I didn't have enough solid creatures yeah. between those two colors. Then I just would have had removal for days with three Dreadful Apathy, three Arrows' Blessing yeah. and like um, Perfor- Omen of Perforos or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I had a... I had a really delightful time. It was like a blue-red tempo-y kind of deck. And there were certainly, like, the two rounds that I won, I just ran my opponent over before they could oh, do yeah. anything. Yeah. Um, where it's sort of like, I would play a couple of cheaper creatures, like I had the 3-1 Rage Hounds and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And then I would just, like, they'd play a creature to try and block, and it's like you slap a blessing on it, you kill the creature, and yeah, you just keep you attacking just smash. Them. Yes. We should have traded decks is what I'm hearing <laughs> <Yes>. here. <laughs> That being said, so I knew when I was building, I was like, oh, I can either do this fun thing with blue-red, yeah. or I think I could have a technically better deck in blue-white. Um, and I think I would You gotta have... go for the fun thing. Exactly. It's I had a very good time playing it. Yeah. Did you have any cards that did something when you drew your first card on your opponent's turn? Um, I had the 4-2 that like pinged something. And that oh, was yeah. It. Did you ever ping? No. Oh, <laughs> I <know>. sad. <laughs> I know. I'm wondering how good that deck is. I suppose that's more of a yeah. draft uh, consideration as yeah, soon as I that comes so. out on arena um so here's a funny story from my parents. great let's go. i play my round one opponent um who i just like in in game one it goes exactly like i just said where it's like his deck was kind of more expensive and slower yeah. cards and so i just like ran him over like as soon as he played a blocker, I had a way to get rid of it, and I already had multiple creatures down. <laughs> and then in game two, um, he got stuck on three lands for a while. So he's, like, frustrated, and I get that. Yeah. And I eventually win by, I had um, Perforos' in- Intervention, which can make an X1 oh, trample. Yeah. yeah. Um, or it can, like, kill something for double X. Anyways, so I, like, my opponent has one black mana up and, like, a 3-3 three, three blocker, and I have, there at, he's at, eight i want to say i have three in the air and seven mana okay so i can make something that's big enough to kill him yeah but i also haven't like i'm pretty familiar with the set but i'm not 100 percent on it and there is there is a world in which black has 
a one mana instant that can give minus one minus one to something. We have seen that before. It is a it has come in the past. Exactly. Yes. And so in my head, I'm like, there's there's that possibility. Like I have this perforosis intervention. It makes an X one. Black could potentially have an effect <laughs> that could wreck an X one. Spoiler alert. And then it doesn't. No, but it could. No, it could. And so I thought about it for a second. I was like, I'm fairly sure that that is not in this set at all. Yeah. So I like cast it. And my opponent scoops and he goes, I don't know why that took so long. Like he does, like he doesn't know why it yeah. took me so long to, to make, make that, that correct decision. play that yeah. won. And I didn't say anything because I was peeved. That's a rude thing to say. Yeah. Like super there's rude. nothing wrong with being a thoughtful player. No. But my opponent says it and then he immediately goes, I'm sorry. Oh, that's nice. I know. Right. Oh, that's good. Um, And so I was like, do you know what? I was still like miffed about it so i was like a little terse as i was leaving when he was like good luck and i was like you too so i wasn't like overly friendly for the rest of it but i was like props to that guy for realizing that he should not have yeah. said that crappy thing good apology and then, then dude. immediately apologized for <laughs> it <laughs> yeah oh. absolutely i mean yeah. i don't think my opponents were none too happy with me playing two unbeatable bombs at them <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I have to laugh too because, like, honestly, what can you do? I'm gonna obviously play them. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, I'm exactly. like, hey, look, I know I have an unbeatable card. Okay, so like, I'm acknowledging that. It is that. what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. I had an opponent who had to board in a shadow spear against me, Ooh. which is the equipment that gives plus one plus one lifelink, and you can pay one to have a hexproof removed oh, from your yeah. from opponent's creatures. And so, Dream Trawler lost hexproof, eventually died, and he also managed to deal with my cure best of sea god situation oh my goodness yeah so like shadow spear doing work in the sideboard yeah <laughs> um will it see play in standard sideboards <laughs> uh because i'm playing a boggles deck in Ooh. standard right now everybody interesting uh so we'll see if that deck is actually any good and shadow spear is something that you need or dream taller becomes a finisher or something like that yeah um but we had some really ep epic games involving shadow spear and pelucranos that i Ugh. think were ones for the ages pelucranos for the ages that card's what, great. What a card. I lost to it in the last round. And it was just like, my opponent cast it in game one. He drew it later and cast it like turn six or something like yeah. that. Maybe, it must have been turn seven because he had enough mana to cast it and then activate the fight right away. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then I didn't, my brain didn't process because he had played it later in the game that it was four mana. Yeah. That card is four, four mana. mana. It a is six, a four six. mana six, six that escapes as a 12-12. Yeah. And it fight. And it fight. It fight all day. For three mana, it fight. Yeah. It fight all day. What that was your overall feeling about gameplay in Theros? These games can get a little board stally, yeah. 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 For sure. There is definitely the possibility of that. And that's why me saying, oh, look, this deck that I'm playing here is a 3-1. Because it, even though it's doing a whole mm -hmm. lot of nothing early on, it was fine. Yeah. Exactly. I played against a lot of green-black. Yeah. Um, I do think that green black is a pretty strong color pair in this. I agree. Um, I was, I was thinking like, yeah. As I was playing against it, I was just like, oh, especially because they have some really good solid common um, escape cards. Yes, escape is the real deal. The four four for four that escapes is a seven seven. Yeah, and it can happen multiple times. Yeah, just that's a card like I dealt back. with it once. 
and then I dealt with it a second time, and then they escaped it again, and I was just like, well, we're dead now. (laughs) (laughs) Third time coming back from the dead. Fine. You know, when I mentioned escape feeling so flavorful, I played against somebody who was running the Rakdos um, giant that's escaping, the Titan, as it were, from the underworld. The art on that is horrifying and is the, I think, same art from which... I don't know. Megan playing against this card makes me think it's creepier than aspect of lamprey. Nope. You don't think so? You're talking about the ones that have mouth for eye. Eat eat into extinction. Eat to extinction. Yeah. It is so gross. It is very gross. That I have a hard time playing against it or with it. I will tell you this. Here's, here's what I told Caroline who also made this argument, um, who had the, for some reason thought it was appropriate to send both of these cards to me in Facebook Messenger. <laughs> it was Caroline, it was not. Um, I mean, I agree with her, so. Um, but the thing is, is that aspect of Lamprey plays more into what we know to be my specific phobia. Oh, the um, eyeballs. Like, like the um, eyeballs, like eyeballs, like appearing where they should. <laughs> still, magnifying glass is still the most horrifying. Uh, I can't even think about it. And so, like, the idea of, like, like human mutation yeah is more is more horrifying to me um than than like than a demon. monster mutation exactly uh, right like if you think about it like ooh, the ones I hate it, that, I hate it. like doom whisperer that's all arms that's yeah. one of the worst ones well i hated gainsay that was my biggest one Exa- that one's also like yeah. in the human mutation yes, category yes absolutely is um and while doom whisperer ooh. is technically a demon it has like that human aspect of all the arms <laughs> My point is, I think those are the same two demon coming back from the underworld in that art and on the Rakdos Titan art. And anyway, when it escapes, it for some reason, it just looks like it should be escaping. It's this giant like smoke monster, the hole in its stomach, like eating all the death around it. Yeah. Um, It just felt so cool. Like that is that's really, really spooky time. (laughs) USA, that one escaping from the underworld, like put it back, put it back in the underworld. (laughs) I was about to put it back, put it back. (laughs) Yeah. So I had like a real visceral reaction to that thing escaping. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I almost forgot that I did something for science, everybody. Ooh, what did you do? So on our, <laughs> get ready for this one. On our uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash goodluckhigh5, mm-hmm. you can find our top 10 worst rares for sealed video. Um, and in one of them, we had a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you could say <laughs> about our number 10 pick. And uh, it's an argument. An argument. Straight All right. Argument. Straight up argument. Okay. Allure of the, what is it called? Unknown. Unknown. Five mana Rakdos spell where you draw six cards and the opponent gets to ca- keep one and cast it for free and you get the other five. And we're like, how good is this card? Whatever. It's so variable. I put it in a deck on Arena. I was like, all right, I got a free entry. We're going to put it in this Rakdos deck and see how it goes um, for science. Um, and <laughs> let me tell you, it did not go well for me. <laughs> What happened? Tell what ha- exactly so, what happened. How many times did you cast it? I d- cast it three times. Okay. Um, one in every match. Okay. And um, in two of those instances, I did it. It was the first sciencing was very difficult to do because I was going to win the game in two of those instances. Oh. And in both of those, I then lost the game. Wait, why did it. you cast it if you were going to win the game? For science. Okay. I was doing it for science. Like I, like I was going to win. I was in a winning position. And then after I cast it, I became a losing position. <laughs> because what did they get? So um, in, okay, the first instance, they got final death. 
Okay. Um, and in another one, I can't remember. But the problem was, and this is what there's a problem in the two that I recall, was that um, after casting it, I got like a couple of lands and I got some creatures. Um, but the temple loss was the biggest issue. I want to say that they got to cast it right that away. They cast it right away for free. They killed my best thing. And then it was their turn. And then they played something really awesome and big. And I was like, okay, cool. And they came back to me and I was like, well, I got these lands and I got like a two, two or a three, four. And I just had lost too much momentum at that point for the cards that I had drawn off it to make too much of a difference. I think maybe if it was different colors, like blue and something like that, you could draw yeah. something more relevant, but um, unfortunately, in this, is, in this in this instances that I was in, it was just too backbreaking to like to if come it was an instance instead of a sorcery, yeah, so that you yeah. could cast on their turn. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Anyway, the temple loss hurt hurt, and but I did it for all of you. I did it for all of you. All right, you now have my gems. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that was my experience with the card. If you have, please let please let us know if what happened to you with it because yeah. I'm so fascinated by this design. I think it's really cool. Yeah, I love it and innovative. Um and. Don't think I, that'll be the last time I try it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I will try Look, it again. I'm certainly but going to try it. Beware. That's all yes. I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah. I was talking. Um, I played pre-release with also our Good Luck High Five board games guy, Nicholas, mm -hmm. was there. Um, he plays Magic sometimes, too. And so he was building his deck. Yeah. And he was like, as he was building it, he was like, oh, I have a, definitely a color that is best, which is black. And I agree with him on that. Great. Um, he had like two copies of Final Death and then like the four the four mana rare instant like creature or planeswalker removal that exiles also. And then I don't oh, remember yeah. the name of it. Yeah. Wait, are you talking about Eat from Ex Eat, Eat to Extinction? Is that what it's called? That's the one that exiles. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because the other one doesn't. Yes. The four mana black one doesn't exile, whatever that one is. Draw drag to the underworld. Yeah, no, he had the the rare one that okay. does that exiles. Okay. Um and then like some some other decent removal and a couple of decent creatures in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I agree. This is your best color. Um, and it turned like so he lost round one. And so I was looking at his deck afterwards because he had been like, oh, like white is bad. But blue, red and green are all just mediocre. OK. And I was like, OK, like let's look and see what you did. And he had taken his blue and like supplemented his black with like some like mediocre blue cards and i love blue more than the next person oh yeah more than them it's true um a lot i love blue a lot <laughs> uh and so i was like you know what i can't believe i'm telling you this but you should be playing your blue i looked at it and i was like you should be playing your green cards um it has card draw it has like a little bit more removal he had satessin champion uh, he had satessin champion which has card draw oh god I love card, card is draw. really good Yes, that card is great. Um, and so I was like, oh, we haven't talked about, I don't think he and I had ever talked about what are you supposed to do if one of your colors is really good? Yeah. Um, so I thought that that would be like relevant to touch on here. Yeah, let's do it. So what you should do is if one of your card, if one of your colors in your sealed pool is very good, you're going to lay it out and then you're going to ask yourself, what holes does this have? What am I missing? Exactly. Um, and in the case of black, the answer was, like, it was missing evasion or some ways to get through in the late game. How am I going to win the game? Exactly. And usually blue actually would be a good answer because it has flyers. Yeah. Um, but in his case, like, he just didn't have that many flyers in blue. And it's like, oh, green can, like, trample counts. Yep. Um, just having so much removal and then a big creature to follow it up counts. Yep. Um, and so I looked at it and it was like, oh, hey, like, that's what you need here. You need 
some ways to finish this game and things like Satessin Champion to draw you more cards um, so that you can just out card advantage your opponent. Exactly. Um, this big 4-4 that also removes something uh, so that you can just keep removing their creatures and attack with big stuff. That counts. So yeah, just a quick reminder. You know, if you if you have one great color, you're looking at what is absent. Yeah, and I think this is a great reminder too that when you sit down and build your sealed deck, the main question you have to ask yourself is how am I winning? Mm-hmm. You know, and in my case, it was I'm casting one of my two busted rares. Yes. So what do I need to do? How can I possibly construct my deck to make sure that that is the outcome? And that's how I built this deck. There might have been other cards that were good in my pool, but they didn't go with this game plan. Yeah. Every single time I put a card in here, I said, how does this support the game plan that I'm trying to go for? Yeah. And I think that's something you can keep in mind for sealed because, yeah, you got to have a way to win. You know, there's going to be some big bombs across the table from you. What are you going to do what about it? What are you going to do about it? How are you going to close the game out? <laughs> And in your case, it was like turning creatures sideways. Yeah. I'm not jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a story time with Megan. Ooh, that's all right. Okay. So I'm very excited to talk about the underworld today, oh. especially since that's what Theros Beyond Death is like. I really want this to be your TED talk and that's what you get up. <laughs> I'm really excited to talk about the, the underworld, underworld today. today. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Um, I do wish, like, the more that we talk about it, the more the more I wish that there had been a full Theros story. Yeah. Because I want to know, like, obviously when Elspeth escaped from the underworld, there were repercussions. A whole bunch of bad beasties escaped with her. Yeah. The, like, did she, like, cause that? That's exa- my question. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, I think you're right. right. Like, that's that's the event. We didn't have, like, these titans oh, um, her that were trapped before. Exactly. Just like got out now and they weren't oh, around before. No, she left Earl out in the standard. Exactly. How could she? Um, and that's one of my favorite story types is that like I loved when Emrakul came to oh, Amistrad yeah. and just messed it up. Um, so I, I'm sad that we don't have story. Same. But that aside. Uh, so the Greek underworld um, is some sometimes considered to be like far kind of at like the very depths of the ocean like below that would be the underworld or alternatively at the ends of the earth oh. um like you could travel to the end of the earth and then somewhere beyond that is going to be Great. the greek underworld um hence why sailors like um odysseus could travel to the banks of it do you be, um, this is they were flat earthers is what you're telling me yeah they were. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they, it was a very long time ago, so we we can give them some exceptions. You know what? Honestly, I mean, why would I? Why wouldn't you think that? Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, back then, today there is no excuse for it. Let's just be Let's super just be clear. clear. No excuse for it today. Back in Greek times, you could be a flat earther reasonably. That's one of my favorite quotes from the, sh- the history of the 365 days of the show. Oh, oh my God. So, so anyways, uh, it's like way, way past there, right? Yeah. Um, and there are, we know the, the river, most people know the river Styx. Yep. Which is one of the rivers that you have to cross. Um, there's actually a whole bunch of different rivers in the underworld. And in some of them, um, Sharon or Chiron or however you want to yeah. say it, um, it, the person who ferries people across. Um, sometimes it's across the river Styx. Sometimes there's a couple of other different rivers that maybe Sounds he's ferrying nice. them across instead. Uh, no, you have to get ferried across because they're spooky. Oh, they're the rivers spooky, are spooky rivers. There's like a river. There's like a, a river of fear. There's like a river of forgetfulness. <gasps> 
It's like in Willy Wonka when he goes through the tunnel. Yeah, there's like a bunch of different <laughs> spooky rivers. Why was that in the movie? I don't know. Sorry, you remember that? No, yeah. It's so horrifying. Yes, they're like in the weird boat thing? Yes, yes. And there's like weird like people with worms in their mouths. Oh, God. What was he doing? I don't know. I mean, all right, the whole what setup is doing in already, the whole film? It's already bizarre. What was he doing? Great question. Um, so anyways, that's why uh, Greek people were buried with a coin under their tongue or on oh, their to eyes get, to, to pay. pay the ferry. To pay the ferry oh, cost. makes sense. Um, and so they go across the sticks. Um, and then there's Cerberus, who is the guard dog of the underworld. And a pet on arena. Yes, and a pet on arena. <laughs> um, and Cerberus is just there to make sure that people don't get out. He's not there to intimidate people going in. Oh, okay. Well, he's probably pretty spooky. Um, you go in, and then there's three judges. I don't remember two of them, but one judge. of them. <laughs> yes. There's three ju- judges of souls. Okay. Um, one of them is Minos, who we've talked about before, who yep. named the Minotaur. Minotaur. Um, so Minos is there and like two other people. I don't remember who. Anyways, and so they judge the souls, and there's three places that souls can go. Oh. Um, there's Tartarus, which is the very, very bad place, which is like where they chain the Titans. Okay. Um, quite bad. If you're a ba- bad, bad person, you're going to go there. Oh. Um, there's the Asphodel Fields, which is where just all of the medium people go. Where the gray merchants from. Yeah, exactly. Gary. Um, so the like those fields, I think, are also considered to be a place where eventually you kind of forget yourself people there just wander it's just full of people not not a lot happening it's not a bad place but it's not a good place sounds like pretty boring yeah it's a very medium place okay um and then there's elysium um which is the place where like the heroes and the very good people go and when you go to elysium there's a chance for you you can opt to be reborn Okay. Um, and if you get reborn three times and all three times you go to Elysium, then you get to go to like a s- super special island where you live forever. Oh, that seems nice. And are nice. very happy. That seems yes. nice. So you you really good three times? Good on you. <laughs> um, but you could also just live in Elysium and not get reborn because oh. Elysium's like pretty okay. Okay. Cool. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that is like wow. the general um, depiction of the underworld. Which is also, I think I want to say, so like I said, there are a bunch of rivers. Yes. Um, like the left is the river of forgetfulness. Um, I want to say that Oceanus is considered the river that circles the world, but also in some cases is considered like the West River of the underworld. And I want to say Erebos's name comes from a river that is also in the underworld. Oh, that's cool. Like on that the other sense. side of it. Yeah. If you think about the card, uh, what is it? I want to say Meyer Triton or something, the little 2-1 yeah. Death Touch merfolk, who is a zombie merfolk, uh, art by Seb McKinnon, non-stop yep. bangers. Uh, you can see a bunch of dead fish in the river around Ooh. this merfolk, belly up. It is gorgeous artwork. It's so good. It's my, I think my, other than Elspeth Conker's death, death my favorite art from this yeah. set. Non-stop bangers. Um, and I think that's like a cool little Easter egg of that yeah. merfolk being in the river. Um, and uh, two, I, you reminded me of this. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, because I said the the dog is a pet on arena. Yeah. The bird you get um, on arena, the bird pet. Have you yeah, seen it? Yeah, the owl. The little owl. Hoot. It is a card from this set, oh. which is the first time this has happened. Yeah. The 1-3 artifact bird. Oh, that's right. That's right. So also the owl typically associated with Athena. Oh, cool. Um, because wisdom. 
was smart. Yeah, exactly. If you can turn your head all the way around, you're pretty smart. <laughs> I think that's how it works. Um, so as I mentioned, I, I'm also going to briefly touch on two stories that relate very specifically to the underworld. Great. Um, one which people are usually very familiar with, which is Persephone. Yes. Um, so Persephone, uh, you know, like Hades was real lonely and he's like, I want a wife. Um, so he goes up. <laughs> Classic. He goes upstairs. <laughs> he goes upstairs to the mortal world. Uh, finds Persephone, who happens to be the daughter of Demeter, who's the goddess of the harvest, um, and is like, sure, she's pretty. <laughs> Go uh, for it. Takes her down to the underworld, and she's and she's like, no. You know what? <laughs> I don't. I would rather not. And he tricks her into eating a pomegranate. I would rather not. I would rather not. He tricks her into eating a pomegranate, and now she trapped there. Ugh. Um, and then Demeter gets very angry. As you would. Yeah. Um, and she's like, there will be no more harvests until <gasps> I get my daughter back. Um, and she's so she's just like on a real rampage. Um, and so finally, uh, Hades relents. But he's like, oh, but she ate this pomegranate. So she has to be here sometimes. <laughs> you know how bad it is to eat a pomegranate. You know how bad it is to eat a pomegranate. If you eat a pomegranate in the grocery store, you now have to spend half your life in that grocery wow. store. So watch out. Ooh, spooky. Um, so anyways, she... She spends half her time in the underworld. That's when it is winter here. And then half the time above Earth oh. with her mom, Demeter. And that's when it's like summer and spring and harvest time. Wow. Which is very nice. So we have her to blame. I mean, him to blame, really. Yes. For, for what's happening right to us now. now. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's like a brevi- That's an, a very abbreviated version. Oh, that's cute. Because I also want to talk about um, Orpheus and Eurydice. Okay. Which is one of my very favorites. So Orpheus and Eurydice were in love and they and Orpheus was like um, a lyre player and a Great. and a very good singer. Entrancing lyre. Yes. In the set. Uh, and so he and he and Eurydice got married. But on the day of their wedding, she was bitten by a poison snake and died. Uh, and so he goes Not to the ideal. underworld and he uses his lyre to um, to like sneak past all of like like Cerberus and Minos and all of those people to like weave his way through the underworld. And he uses his beautiful singing voice to convince Hades and Persephone to give him Eurydice back oh. from the underworld. And they're like, OK, you can have her back, but she's going to walk behind you as you leave. And if you if you turn around to look at her. She's stuck here forever. Wow, that is a messed up <laughs> caveat. Yes. I've got to say, yeah, you just have to. Tr- well, they're basically like you just have to trust that she's there. Yeah, um, and so he's like, "Chill, I can do that." <laughs> Spoiler alert: He can't. He can't. <laughs> of get, course, they get all the way to the gates before he's oh, like no. worried, and he turns. He just wants one glimpse of her face. He turns around, looks at her as she gets dragged back into oh, the underworld. Dude, you were so close. Yeah, and he spends the rest of his time just like singing to birds because <laughs> he's sad. <laughs> so there you go. I've got to ask you though: Is there yeah. somebody whose singing voice could convince you to give up your captive in the underworld? Oh wow, great question. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. <laughs> yes. Someone comes down there. They're like, hold up. I'm sure. I'm going to say, I mean, like, you're going to tell me back in like, like Freddie Mercury's day. Oh, if he had gone down yeah, to the underworld, right. Hades and Persephone would have right. been like, no, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> he would get anybody out of there. All yeah. of his cats. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. when you said this, I'm going to like really regret telling you all, but <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Keep going. When you said this, all I could think of was like, do I remember hearing a voice that had like that kind of impact on me? And the answer is Clay Aiken. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Wow. Back then? What was 
I cannot say that I do. Season two of American Idol. Yes. Um, anyway, I was so obsessed with his voice. It was so beautiful. <laughs> and now I'm like, he like makes, I don't know, the music that he does. I'm like, what? wow, really? Maria, huge Clay Aiken fan, it turns out. <laughs> Did not see that one coming. I have to say, I... <laughs> Did not anticipate walking into the office today and learning that you once upon a time. I mean, really look, he was, he turned out to be gay. So all of my, all of my hopes and dreams were dashed, but that's okay. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Wow. Clay Aiken. Of all people. He didn't even win. Ruben stuttered one. Yeah. He was like runner up. I will say contemporary uh, musician. This is not embarrassing. Uh, I'm very sorry. Well, um, but I like Brandy Carlisle is an incredible singer. Oh yeah, her we'll, voice we'll is take that really sure. amazing. Yeah, um, I feel like she could she could sway me to bring back her her like long lost <laughs> yeah. dead love from the underworld. If you are a Clay Aiken fan too, <laughs> please tweet at us at GLHF Magic with the hashtag I'm for Clay. <laughs> wow. Like nowadays, I'm like not a clay. Anyway, sure, whatever. But aren't in some way, aren't you always <laughs> a Clay Aiken fan? <laughs> it's time for Flavor Text Theater movie pitches. That's right. We're gonna crack open this Theros Beyond Death pack right here. Yes, mm-hmm. brand new. We'll give you our best movie pitches based. On the cards. Yeah, I oh. think we're going to get some good ones. Me too. Because I'm just feeling Theros, you know? I really am. Same. We had a great Oops. story. T- oh, yeah. These uh, packs are from Japan because oh. they're packed backwards. That's how you know where they're from. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, yeah. also, I have to say, seeing them in play and using them, I'm I'm into these basics. Yeah, they... <laughs> I'm just going to throw, throw it. They, they look really are good. gorgeous. They're so pretty. I put in as many as I could into my deck. Yeah. I did a little bit of trading with and people. And like when I, I wasn't sure, but when I drew them, I was just like, oh, this is so pretty. Can I also say this is my favorite human soldier creature token? Yeah. With this um, lady here with her beautiful red cape and her golden armor. Um, yeah. My favorite that I've seen so far. Okay. Let's pitch some movies. Yes. Wow. This is a tough one. <laughs> um, uh, uh. Oh gosh, I I need a hot second to think about this. Okay, okay. I think I think I've got it, but it's really stupid. Okay, so if yours is better, you can. Mine go. is not good. Okay, so in this movie, is <laughs> a it's a kids cartoon, and there is a snake, and he's a snake friend, and okay. he's just really cute. Um, and uh, but he doesn't fit in with all the other snakes in his village because he was born without fangs. Ooh, so he can't bite. <laughs> And all the other snakes are like, wow, you suck at being a snake. The whole point of being a snake is we bite people, our venom, and we kill them. Uh-huh. And the snake is like, oh, I'll never be a good snake. So what he does is he ventures out into the what? I'm not cool with the anti-snake propaganda in this children's show. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. But keep going. Yeah. So he slithers his way out into the jungle to make some other friends. And he makes friends with this elephant uh, named Betty. <laughs> For whatever reason. Okay. And Betty is like, that's okay. You're bad at uh, killing people with your venomous fangs. And I'm bad um, because I my trunk is not good at gripping peanuts. <laughs> so they each have like a little bit of an issue. And uh, they become best friends. But one day they find out when... Uh, <laughs> 
we'll, we'll say Tom is the name of the snake, slithers up into Betty's trunk, who can't grab a peanut, but can hold the snake, who, who like, at the end of it, that's when he realizes his true power. And <laughs> he's able to finally spit his venom instead of bite his fangs into people and kill people. So really, he, the power was in him all along when teamed up with his friend the elephant. Wow. This film is messed up and was made yeah. in 1972. Um, right. And if you watch it today, there are a lot of problems. It's called Venomous Hierophant. <laughs> Weird. Look, that's the best I can do with this card name. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is a classic, um, like, bad like bad medical corporation tale oh, right i love these um, where at the beginning of it um we see a, like a young woman who is working in a lab um and then there's some sort of like lab malfunction and she's presumed dead oh. um except people working in like the inner inner circle of the lab know that she's not and so then we see her we see them experimenting on her now that she's been presumed dead so that they're able to um, and they, we see them doing like different kinds of human augmentation that they're trying <sighs> out. Creepy, the um, simic. And then some, one day she breaks free uh, and she, you know, she can't remember anything from her past, but she does remember all of the people that have been keeping her here trapped. And she goes on a spree, revenging herself oh. against the evil corporation and all of the people who have been experimenting on Great. her. Um, and while she's doing that, she's also tearing through the city, like pulling things apart, trying to find out who she was um, before <laughs> and try to remember her past so that someday she can have a future when she's done having all of her revenge. Ooh, great. Classic story, scavenging harpy. <laughs> they gave her bird augmentation. Oh, she looked like a bird. that's so creepy. Right? In this movie, uh, it's set in the modern day, but it assumes that magic is real. So this is kind of like Harry Potter situation. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, of course, the people who are practicing magic and um, trying to affect the lives of them and others. And then there are a group of people who their job is to try and keep magic secret mm -hmm. by stopping those people from being able to do anything. Ooh. So what they're kind of like, I don't know if they're employed by the government or what, okay. but they have to stop all the magic people from being magic. Uh, so they're <laughs> job is to cast nothing but counter spells constantly Ooh, so my type of people so like yeah they're, they're like oh we think this person this person is being magic but we can't let people know magic is real so their job is to go in and stop all of their spells cast spells on them so they can't cast spells it's a whole thing okay and of course we have a heroine who is like realizes at some point she's like why am i doing all this work stopping people's spells when uh we could be doing work uh making good spells and yeah. taking down the shadow organization of the shadow group that is the counter spells yeah um in the in the movie called mystic repeal Ooh, <laughs> i like it that's like um uh tommy adiemi's ya novel that came out two years ago called children of blood and bone um which is based it's like it's a very cool fantasy novel if you're into fantasy yeah you should absolutely go read it um Anyways, similar kind of situation. Um, there aren't people, but there were like magicians once upon a time. Um, and then like the people in power tried to suppress all of the oh, magic. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, classic one of those. Okay, this is the story of of a girl who is like um, a very good cross country runner. She's in high school. She's a great cross country runner. Great. Um, but then she has an injury the summer before her senior year, um, and so she's having a really hard time recovering from it and getting back into shape. And she really wants to because she wants a scholarship. She really loves well, yeah. cross country running. Um, and so her her parents hire like a running tutor. <laughs> But it's just... Do you mean coach? No. <laughs> no. I do not. I mean, a running tutor. Um, oh, I see. job is literally is just important. to, like, who is quite a bit faster than her. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, it turns out, was, like, is her top rival from another school. Oh, shoot. But she doesn't know it because this girl, like, just transferred oh. in. So she's, like, the best runner for some, from somewhere else. <laughs> And so she like helps her get back into shape by just running ahead of her this and being is like, "You Disney have to Channel catch original. me." Yeah, I love it. Um, except eventually, obviously, they fall in love, <laughs> but then they find out that they're rivals and that she was spying on her the whole time to try and oh, like no. figure out what the competition here is like. Will they ever be able to reconcile their differences in Nylea's forerunner? <laughs> You know what? I could definitely see that on Disney Channel. Right. I I definitely could. Okay, in this next uh in this next film, uh there's a high school competition for the Battle of the Bands, you know. Perfect. And uh one band, they are really bad. Like okay. all of their songs are terrible, nobody likes them, but they're, you know, a ragtag bunch of kids and they're like, "We need to win Battle of the Bands so we can buy money to fix Marty's car and go on our trip that we were going to yeah. go on this summer." And uh, their tour, their tour. Yeah. Tour with their band. Um, But they just stink and they don't know what to do until one day (laughs) they meet a mentor of some sort who's like, hey, the reason your songs are not connecting with people is because they're not real. They're not from your real life. And they're like, oh, man, we should just tell stories from our real life and then our songs will be good. And spoiler alert, their songs are good because the stories from their life are so cool. And each song becomes a little backstory of one of the characters that we hadn't known before. Oh. And they win the battle of the bands and fix Marty's car. And the name <laughs> of their band is Laguna <laughs> in Laguna band storyteller. <laughs> oh, yes. I keep throwing cars Great. everywhere today. Um, okay. So this is, you remember um, the happening where all the trees poisoned oh, people? Oh boy, do I. <laughs> this is the same story, except it's the ocean <laughs> that's poisoning people. And eventually the ocean conquers people in triumphant surge. <laughs> I would definitely watch that sequel, even though there's absolutely no twist, which I don't <laughs> no know. Twist. No twist. That was the only thing making the movie good. Oh yeah. wait, it wasn't even good. What am I saying? It was the only thing I had going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, this film is the story about a merfolk whose um, problem is that he can't swim. Um, he just like kind of sits on the ocean floor like a guppy. <laughs> <laughs> and his family is royalty and they're like oh well you can't succeed to the throne if all you do is crawl along the bottom of the ocean like what's i have a point you know and he's just like oh yeah i guess um but what he learns is that he can harness the power within himself and he doesn't need his own fins to swim but he can use the power of the waves to traverse the ocean in triton wave rider oh i think that could be a pretty cool movie um this is the story of a uh this is like a town of people 
that wake up one day and they've all forgotten everything. Yeah. Um, they they don't remember anything about their past. Ooh, I like they this. They barely, like, they don't even know the people that are in their own, like, they don't remember their families. Um, all they know is they all wake up at the same time and they all have this. And they're like, we don't know what's happened. But they all have, like, one instinctive knowing, which is that there is a spring that they can go to and drink from. Yeah. Um, and they, they could remember, it would help them remember. Um, and it's like, they know that, but they also know that the, the journey is very difficult. Um, and so three different people undertake it. Um, and the first one goes out, never returns. Oh. The second one goes out, never returns. Um, and so this one is about the, like, then the third person is like, okay, She's like, I'm going to go. Yeah. I will find the spring. I will drink from it. We'll all get our memories back. Yeah. Um, and so she sets off to try and find the spring. Um, and when when she gets there, um, she realizes that the other two people, as soon as they got there, um, they drank from it. And then they were so distraught by whatever they remembered, they jumped off a cliff. Oh. Nearby. And so she's faced with the decision of do I drink from the spring and try and remember whatever it is that they remembered that was so like terrible, or do I go back and just tell them that we need to move on from here? In the movie Thirst for Meaning. Wow. I would watch that. <laughs> that sounds cool. This next movie is real dumb. <laughs> There's a group of uh, witches in a town who, uh, who uh, if they ever have a problem with a guy, they turn him into an apple. Great. So what happens Perfect. is there's a basket of apples in the center of town around an apple tree. Yes. And everybody's like, yeah, those are where the bad guys go. And everybody knows not to eat them. But if you eat one, you become that man. Like his spirit comes back into your body and he walks around again. Ooh. And the newcomers to the town don't know this. And they eat the apple and they become the bad guys <laughs> and ah! have to suffer uh, I love it. in their lives. The title of the movie is really the dumb part because it's a pun <laughs> aspect of man. To core. <laughs> they become the apple core. You know what? That movie sounds that movie sounds dope. I think it was made in the 70s and it was like it's the same spirit of the original Wicker Man. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. I'm into from it. it. Yeah. I'm way into it. Yeah. Um this is uh this is the story of um it's a it's like a classic freaky Friday body swap. Yeah. Um, except it's between a dad and his son. Okay. Um, and because the son is always upset with the fact that his dad like is never has time for him and is always just like sending him out. Um, and so he is like, Hey, now you know what it's like to be in my shoes when you just send me away all the time in stern dismissal. <laughs> okay. I think I've got my winner. I think I've got my winner here. Okay. All right. So what happens is, um, we set it up. It's really fun and happy. Um, there's a drag performer mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, just having a great time at the drag club. And then the next morning, um, she realizes, he realizes that he's died in his sleep. Oh, no. And death, like, comes knocking. It's like, hey, <laughs> we got to go. And uh, he's like, no, 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 I can't. I have so much unfinished business. Yeah. And realizes that, like, he has been a drag performer that has treated lots of drag performers and the community, whatever, kind of badly over the years. Uh -huh. He's like, I'm sorry, death, can we make a deal? Like, let me go and fix all of these problems, and mm -hmm. then I will go with you. Okay. And so let me go right all my wrongs. And death is, like, feeling, I guess, generous that day and is like, okay, fine. I know. And turns into human form and is like the friend of this mm -hmm. person. So he goes around, you know, uh, and makes amends throughout the movie. And we have fun and we have hijinks and we have laughs. It's a comedy. Um, and, you know, Delightful. Re realizing the error of his ways. I would watch this. As he's like, like been a bad drag queen <laughs> and like 
fixing all the problems up uh-huh. from the life and becoming a better person in the process. And at the end, death is like, you know what? You've become a much better person and I'm, I'm not going to take you and you can, oh. you can live again. Wow. Boom wakes and then wakes up, I guess that's, and it's the same morning and he's not dead anymore. So it's a little, little Charles Dickens in wow. drag to the underworld. <laughs> good time that sounds like a really good time <laughs> honestly yeah i'm in for that well i'll just tell us what our two we have two rares oh wow we have a foil temple of plenty oh that's beautiful um, and a Satessan champion oh holy cow yeah, look, look at, at this that. beautiful foil <gasps> temple all right very nice get in the boggle stick all right <laughs> Hey, everybody. It's time to say thank you to Ultra Pro for being one of our amazing sponsors. That's right. We have here one of their beautiful secret lair play mats. Look at this. Uh, this one is like gorgeous and spooky. It, so which card is this? I can't even remember, but uh, it's um, from the Dredge deck one. Yes. And it's pink and purple and... It looks Be- like has a beautiful burb. Look at this like spooky, like undead tree man on it. <laughs> these are gorgeous. Spooky undead tree man. And I want to talk about these yeah. because it's really cool that Ultra Pro I'm always. Look up who it is. Okay. Yeah. Look up who it is. Who prints these, prints these cool play mats and other magic, uh, magical accoutrement, if you will, with the alternate art from magic and also the art from magic. Um, but yeah, we just announced a new secret lair drop series, which is the year of the rat from wizards. And so I don't know this, so I can't confirm, but I can only imagine that they're going to print those beautiful year of the rat arts on some of their stuff, because that is just how ultra pro rolls. So if you like any of the year of the rat stuff or oh, this is blood gas, blood gas. Oh, That's this right. is blood gas. I was like, yeah. I forgot that this is just straight up. This is straight blood up blood gas. Um, like, Go check their stuff out because I, one of the things I love about magic is celebrating the art from it. Yeah. And Ultra Pro certainly is one of the things that helps us celebrate that art. Absolutely. So check it out. Uh, these are from the other Secret Lair drops and um, I'm sure more in the future. Maria, are you going to get that if they make that yeah. rat one? I love the one. What? Which one was it? Um, oh, rat Colony? Yes. The new Rat lantern Colony. Lantern Rats. It's so cute. We're going to call it Lantern Rats. Have you seen it? They're all just around some lanterns oh. having a rat good time. Rat good time. But yeah, uh, we have Ultra Pro to thank for supporting the artists like this. So yeah, check them out anywhere magic stuff is sold. Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thanks for yeah. hanging out uh, with us once again. Holy buckets. Wow, we've had a great time talking about Theros Beyond Death. Yeah, we have. You will find me on the internet playing a lot of it in the Ooh, coming days. Ooh, yeah. I'm having a great time. Hoot, hoot. Uh, Toot, 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 toot. I have the little owl friend. Yes. That is my pet because oh. it's so cute. Yeah, it's very cute. It, um, I love all the pets. I had the Cerberus one even, and I'm like, no, owl, oh. you're out. I'm sorry. I'll I want get the in. Cerberus, but I did not get both the things that you needed. I know. I, I went a little bit ham, but uh, <laughs> I do really like the owl. It's so cute. You can click on it, and it's like, oh. and it like flies around and stuff. Oh. Um, yeah, but <laughs> I've, you know, I'm really excited for draft to drop on Arena. Um, I've been playing a lot of sealed, burning through those gems like nobody's business. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm also excited to talk about standard next week. Me too. Because it'll be like a kind of a check in on where we are at with new standard. And as What's I kind of happening? hinted in this video, I've been playing a boggle standard deck, which you know, I got to tell you about next yeah. week. So come on back. Excellent. Big thanks to everybody who's a member of the show over on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Please consider becoming a member. Yeah. It means so much to us. Thank you so much to our two 
amazing sponsors, Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro. We really could not ask for better people to sponsor no, us. No, it's, it's wonderful. And thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us every week or watching this YouTube yeah. series. Uh, check us out online. We're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, everywhere you could possibly find somebody except yeah. MySpace because that website doesn't exist anymore. anymore. Man, I just Googled myself the other day. It was for reasons, but my MySpace profile like showed up. Whoa! Like the picture from it. I want to go to my MySpace profile. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't exist, but they still had the photo. The photo. Was still there. Wild. Existed. I don't know how, but it was still there. Nice. Anyway, yeah, come and hang out with us next week as we chat new standard and more from Theros Beyond Death. And you know, see you on the internet. Bye.